Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Berlin's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom from comics and video games to science and technology if it's geeky we've got it covered hi i'm cap hi i'm steve-o i'm boar i'm trench and yes yeah, steve-o is here from friday night fan fiction uh, <laughs> it's okay it's still a little weird for me to for that to be like my main thing these days a lot has happened in the last eight years but uh it's <laughs> well i was going to go into it but i mean if, if you're on the nerdy show network and you're uh, you haven't been with us the whole time, then yeah. <laughs> then that might be the thing that they know you from best. I, I, I'm aware. I'm you aware. You may recognize him from the water cooler at work. <laughs> <laughs> For better or worse, I am uh, one of the main components of Friday Night Fan Fiction. Uh, I guess you could call me the showrunner. I'm also one of the hosts, and I'm the person that does all the recording. And I keep everybody else in line. Well, it's a very difficult thing to keep all those crazy cats in line. He's also one of the co-hosts of the stream team. Oh, yeah. How many hosts do we have now? Five? You, me, Tony, David, and Val. Well, we also have, like, Judy yeah, and Tony's we... dogs and Tony's wife. <laughs> Call those, a, was it, supporting cast? <laughs> yeah. Definitely. That's uh, all of our Twitch happenings at mm-hmm. twitch.com slash nerdy show. Uh, you can also find a link to the top at nerdyshow.com. And, Steve, well, the other things people might know you from is, under the name Level 99, Yep, uh, you're a pretty upper echelon kind of dude over at Overclocked Remix. Oh, thou doth protest. Um, I, I, uh, I still am involved, but I used to be very, very involved with Overclocked Remix. I'm a posted mixer. I was part of, still am part of the house band. Um, I am also on staff there. Uh, I also do mashups under the name Level 99. I've done a couple of movie soundtracks under that name as well. What, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I've when, done... When did uh, that happen? I've done three movie soundtracks, and I'm working on my fourth in the next month or so. Is there any... Would we know these? these? Um, they're... Uh, they're all hosted on RedTube. <laughs> a lot of amateur camera work. Right, so, <laughs> so basically what happened, um, David Hubbard, uh, the co-host from Friday Night Fan Fiction and the stream team, also was one of the original OCAD hosts. That's uh, Overclocked After Overclocked Dark. Overclocked After Dark. The official, unofficial <laughs> podcast of Overclocked Remix, yes. which was uh, Nerdy Show's original sister show in the podcast universe. Absolutely. That episode 15 is still one of my favorite memories. Um, basically, uh, David's friend that he met through the Mega 60 Forum, Steve Radzinski, is a director, and he was making a movie, and the person he used to go to for movie soundtracks is kind of like, you know, didn't run a really work with him anymore, 
And Dave recommended me, and he approaches me and says, I'm working on this tokusatsu fan film. It's being funded by me entirely. I've got like $1,000 from Indiegogo. Uh, Would you be willing to do a soundtrack for me? And I said, sure, I love Power Rangers, so I'll, I'll write stuff like that. And... Um, that to this day, apparently, like people who know him know that one theme from that movie more than a- anything else. Yeah. Um, uh, I've done Super Task Force One, which is the Tokusatsu movie, a short horror film called The Survivors, and a zombie demon pirate comedy called Captain Z and the Terror of Leviathan. Are, are, can these be viewed on, say, YouTube? Um, not YouTube. I think they're on Amazon streaming oh, now. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and they're supposed to be on Netflix at some point. Um, the Survivors was on YouTube, but due to unforeseen circumstances, it was taken down for a little while. And the one I'm working on, an upcoming one, is uh, it's a, a horror story called Karis Hell about a killer carousel unicorn. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's right up there with... Uh, the the latest Kevin Smith joint <laughs> yoga hosers and and, it, and, it, and it's uh, army of bratsies the Nazi bratwursts have you seen the trailer I have for not this? seen that I this is my first time hearing about it it's uh, it's part of what he's calling his maple leaf trilogy about films just taking place in Canada it started with the horror film uh, Tusk, Tusk which Doug was in the first minute of um, and uh, then it's going to finish up with a film called Moose Jaws which is the film Jaws verbatim but at a summer camp with a moose. That sounds amazing. That sounds like <laughs> and, something and I would aspire to do. Jay and Silent Bob. That, w- that sounds like something I would dream about doing. <laughs> and actually, I, I want to take this moment because I, I, Yoga Hosers, the trailer's up, and people don't know what to make of it. And I understand completely. Believe me, I'm right there with you. I got a little disenfranchised with Kevin Smith after loving him as a teenager. However, what he's doing with these films of just making the most absolute batshit crazy tangential idea uh, independent movies is actually pretty pretty noble. He's making movies for him, and we don't have to like him. But then we'll go along the ride for like this nonsense. I mean, it's it's about it's about his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter as clerks in the middle of nowhere in Canada, um, fighting off tiny bratwurst Nazis. And also Johnny Depp is there as his weird inspector character from Tusk. And like, it's just a weird movie. It's just being super duper weird and i admire that and i really want to see it actually this sounds like something that's right up my alley it's it's weird it's out there it's unique it's something that's very abstract so yeah yeah, that's that sounds awesome (laughs) and i got the the bratsies look really good like the makeup is really good (laughs) practical effects yeah oh i mean but like but it's green screen and like some cgi and stuff but i mean like when you get the close-ups of them you know like they're like okay so we're not talking like wolf cop or thanks killing style well i've actually never seen either oh really i've heard good things but (laughs) that's um, the murderous (laughs) turkey one right yeah that is the murder that's the the movie company that came up with thanks killing and thanks killing three deliberately there is no thanks killing too i think i saw the third one that might have been the only one that i saw well second one that's labeled three right exactly but uh but yeah so i do i've done all that stuff before but right now my main my main chops are doing stream team and friday night fan fiction which we just started season four as of last wednesday uh and this concludes the longest intro ever i still can't believe we're on season four (laughs) it is surprising it's crazy but hey Congratulations on four, four seasons of absolutely miserable literature. My soiled underwear <laughs> is my only reward. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's everybody been doing? 
Uh, I mean, well, you're in Orlando. Yeah, so that... I drove 900 miles to be here to to do to stream team to be here for this and the microsode and uh, and just to see a bunch of people I hadn't seen for a couple of years. So um, I'm trip... glad you made the trip, man. It's yeah, really good I, to see you. I was gonna say the trip itself. I left at five o'clock in the morning so I could get here by seven. You know, compensating for traffic so I could have half an hour to get all my crap out of the car, set up, and then broadcast Friday Night Fan Fiction. <laughs> that was a wow. long, exhausting emotion. Day. Wow. Wow, man. But uh, no, it's been but great. you made it. Yeah, I did make it. It's been wonderful here around Orlando. I've tried a lot of places that I haven't eaten before. We, we don't have Steak and Shake up there. Oh, weird. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We don't. We don't have really? Steak and Shake. They're we all over per- the Midwest. I just assumed they were everywhere. No, we don't have Perkins either. Well, that's not too yeah, weird. Who cares? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of stuff down here that we do not have up there. We're too Taco low Bell. for... We're too low for Tim Hortons. We're too high for uh, Steak and Shake. So, whatever. Baltimore's all right. We got Fogo de Chal. Go there and get in a meat coma. Uh, Fogo de Chal sounds like a great drag queen name. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those uh, Churrascaria Brazilian oh. steakhouses. Okay, We've sign got me a up. couple different kinds here. Yeah. But, <laughs> but otherwise, the trip down here has been great. It's been very therapeutic. My first actual vacation in a long time. So... Very happy to be cool. here. Cool. Uh, I don't know what else you brought me on the show for, but uh... tell us all about your first public sub. <laughs> it was good. A lot of lettuce. Yeah, that's why we brought you on the show to tell <laughs> Just you to all review about that. public subs. Yep. <laughs> well, it was a chicken Welcome tender to... sub, and uh, it was uh, some uh, the sauce on it. Mojo pork or mojo pork, <laughs> however the hell you want to pronounce it. But boy, you you uh, you moved recently. Yeah, I recently moved uh, to a new house, and uh, my girlfriend purchased a lot of IKEA furniture. So, can you pronounce any of the names of the the furniture? No, not even one. Uh, <laughs> when I was walking around the IKEA, I had some really clever things to say about some of the names, but I can't remember any of that <laughs> now. Nor would it even be funny out of context. But, <laughs> but my spare time has pretty much just been assembling furniture and playing Overwatch when I'm not sleeping or working. So that's been my last couple of weeks there so uh i have to ask uh, who's your overwatch waifu overwatch waifu oh man like which one am i most sexually attracted to or which one do i play the most yes oh man uh <laughs> i guess i think i play diva more than anything else diva is very very cool yeah and since I'm also dating a Korean girl, I guess that would be the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm really into Koreans, I guess. Okay. Valid answer. Nice. Valid answer. <laughs> when I was at IndieCade at last year's E3, they actually had an indie game. I cannot remember what it's called, but maybe you, dear listener, might know what it is. It was a game about assembling hypothetical ikea furniture it all had bullshit crazy names no instructions whatsoever and it was just ab- like ikea right it, it was about uh shaping all the like taking all the the components of say uh a four-tier shelf and shaping them into abstract art in different rooms of a house because you, you could attempt to do it, it right. just sounds like you're n- like, narrating my life right now <laughs> <laughs> suppose it, it's supposed but to be a coat rack. It looks like a doghouse. It was called Bore the Game. <laughs> Bore, oh colon, the game. But yeah, no, it was actually a lot of fun and weird. And uh, if you n- remember what it's called, let me know because I don't remember, so I would like to know. Yeah. How about you, Matt? You've been a while? Yeah, uh been working a lot. Uh, when I haven't been at work, I've been consuming 
aged media, I guess you can call it. Uh, stuff. I thought you were going to say aged cheeses or aged no. meats. <laughs> Fine wines. <laughs> I say this cracker pairs very well. Properly Asi- aged steaks. Asiago mm. cheese. Uh, just stuff that, you know, everybody has always been kind of like, you should watch this or check this out, and I just never have. So I watched both seasons of Young Justice. Um, I watched Gurren Lagann. Uh, next thing up is probably going to be Cowboy Bebop. Oh, we never seen Bebop. Wow. Huh? I've seen maybe like the first six or eight episodes, but I've never finished the entire series. That, I've never seen it either. That seems to me that you've been out of touch for more than just a few months. Matt, we should watch <laughs> it together because I also have not seen it. Wow. Well, well, you're in for a treat. It holds up well as far as I know. So, yeah. Yeah. The stream team, we've been watching anime together on the side just to sort of grow the fake bonds a little bit more. <laughs> uh, we've been, we watched Food Wars while I was down here, Shokugeki no Soma. Uh, we watched a little bit of Haven't You Heard, I'm Sakamoto, which is really, really good. Uh, we got through One Punch Man, uh, which was awesome. <laughs> I, did, I did finally watch a little bit of it, and it is actually awesome. Yeah, so it's it, really, man, really I was, well I, was, I was shocked that it lived up to the hype because I started Attack on Titan, and I was like, ugh. I couldn't stand Attack on Titan. Okay, it's so on, slow. I could and not either. Attack on Titan was sold to me by none other than DJ Pretzel himself, David oh, Lloyd, wow. and he said, "This is an anime that subverts all anime tropes." And I, I took him at his word, and I watched the the two seasons of it, and I come back to him and was like, "Yeah, it subverted a lot of them, except." I mean, there is... Except for bad animation that's, like, lazy and dodges (laughs) budget and a screaming protagonist. (laughs) There is a Lake Superior full of high-def anime tears from that show. It's just... There's so much fake melodrama and internal monologue in there. It does... It it epitomizes that one trope. So, I I thought it was okay, though. I like the creepy parts. There weren't enough of them. There weren't enough of them. (laughs) The artwork is gorgeous, though. A lot of the stills are very, very Yeah, when they do it... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing, the last thing I've pretty much been doing is playing Dark Souls 3. Oh, punishment. <laughs> Not as bad as I thought it was going to be because I that was I never got into Dark Souls until 3. Except for one time when I played uh, the first game and Brandon came over to our house for some reason. I can't remember why. And then he started giving really bad advice about playing the game. <laughs> that sounds like Brandon, all right. Yeah. So he's been punishing himself with Dark Souls 3. I've been punishing myself with Ikea furniture. I, I've been punishing myself with a 900-mile drive. There you go. <laughs> That'll work. Yeah, we're all just in, in agony over so, here. So uh, I guess I, what, what nerd flagellation have I done? Uh, Get out of here with your $10 words. Flagellation. That was that was a fifteen dollar word. <laughs> um, well, I I beat Fallout Four finally, uh, which I realized recently is actually the first time that I've bothered to finish the core story of any Bethesda game I've ever played. What made you do it? Did this you time? play Dishonored? No, oh. I really wanted to. It looked amazing. It's so good. Um, but, uh, what made you do it this time well, as opposed to others? That I've I've somehow for all the hours I poured into Oblivion. And admittedly, I didn't pour as many as I'd like to into Skyrim. Um, oh, Skyrim was so good, too. Yeah, I just, I had, uh, Skyrim came at a time when I was much busier than when I was, when Oblivion came out, so it just didn't pan out right. And Fallout, oh, I'm real busy, but for some reason, Fallout 4 has absorbed me more than any game in, like, the past ten years. Hmm. So, um, so yeah, so it was very absorbing, and really, the new uh, Far Harbor expansion came out, and that's a, uh, it sends you off to Maine for some kind of quest involving Valentine, the uh, replicant detective, and uh, <laughs> it's, I'm sure you can go back and forth, but I kind of wanted to wrap up the Commonwealth before I went off to the space, because it's not as big as the Commonwealth, but it's the largest DLC Bethesda's ever done. 
and you're you're indicating that it's gone over your head. The common, the Commonwealth is the Boston area as seen in Fallout. 4. Okay, all right, thank um, you. So uh, I was I was wrapping things up, and I knew that there were a lot of kind of game changing things that were going to happen at the end of this game, and I wanted to just see see where it all went. So I did. Um, and I wish, I really wish I could talk about it here, about my experience at, at the end of it, because there's some stuff that, whereas uh, it was neat and interesting, I got some some frustrations that I want to vent, but I can't due to spoilers, so I'm not going to. I've never heard of any frustrations in any Bethesda game. <laughs> how, how You saying that with a straight face is the eighth wonder of the world. I've never seen somebody pull it off that well. Steve-O just met me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, so that's the, that's the biggest thing for me. Uh, for Nerdy Show, we do have an announcement. I don't have any exact dates yet, but be on the lookout for two brand new shows coming to the Nerdy Show Network. We have uh, They're both actually from the same creative team. One's called Bad Storytellers, and the other is called RPG from Scratch. And uh, this comes from someone who's probably not unfamiliar to you if you consume all of the Nerdy Show repertoire. It's Josh LaForge from Ghostbusters Resurrection uh, with Doug from Nerdy Show and Ghostbusters as a co-host, as well as two new folks to the Nerdy Show Network. And Bad Storytellers is a podcast about the craft of uh, writing, improving yourself as a writer, but doing so by dis- discussions about media that you're consuming, movies and films and comics and everything, talking about that, talking about the nature of that storytelling, and then turning it back around into the craft of writing stories. With the added bonus of every uh, episode, they do this thing where they randomly generate different genres and combine them and then collaboratively write a trailer for a movie in that genre and edit together with sound effects as though that was actually the trailer at the end of every episode. And it's fantastic. And then RPG from Scratch is them building a... uh, fantasy tabletop role-playing system from scratch going through the, uh, the the nature of looking at everything that works about some systems and what they wanted what what kind of system they want to build and, and having that whole dialogue about narration and it will as it develops turn into a bunch of play tests where maybe some new you know medieval fantasy comedy characters are probably going to spin out of that um so those are coming very very soon and if you want to preview bad storytellers it's actually been operating autonomously for uh, 19 episodes so far, it's coming to Nerdy Show with episode 20. So uh, you can search for them, find Bad Storytellers, follow links in this episode's page, and um, and start on that journey. Uh, well, ahead of <laughs> ahead of when they start coming out from Nerdy Show. Now, um, last episode, I think I've been talking about DC a lot. We talk about DC a lot because DC Comics fucks up a lot. Their track record is miserable. But last time I talked about them, I talked about how I'd gotten a preview of what was going on in this event called DC Rebirth and how they were going to fix things, allegedly. And that has started as of this past week with a uh, one-shot book called uh, DC Universe Rebirth. And it is, what's two ninety nine, right, Matt? That's what it says yeah, up here. Two, yeah, two ninety nine. It's, it's eighty pages. The first print is two ninety nine. If you can still get it, definitely pick this up. It's really, really good. And future printings will not be that cheap because they wanted to make sure people people got it. But it's a it's a very hefty, expensive book. Um, it's amazing. So what they're doing is they they recognized that the new fifty two that thing DC did where they they rebooted their continuity 
was a horrible mistake. Whereas Marvel's benefited from continuity, DC has just they just ruined it, and they made everything darker. There's all that grim dark. All the reasons that the Batman versus Superman film sucked is kind of what's been happening to DC over the period of the past several years. So now they're fusing um, what worked about that continuity with what came before in this really fascinating meta event. And I'm just going to say it here because it's already leaked on the internet even a week before the book came out. A meta event that combines Watchmen with the mainstream DC universe. Not that adds them on top of each other, but as you might recall, in Watchmen, Dr. Manhattan said that he was going to try creating his own universe or something. I can't remember the exact quote at one point in time. And it is actually attributing those changes in the DC universe, the the new 52, stealing 10 years from those characters as the effects of of Dr. Manhattan reaching out from his own universe and shaping this one and and convoluting it. And here's why. It's actually a meta commentary because Watchmen and uh, Killing Joke and every other DC Alan Moore book are the best-selling graphic novels every single year at the top of every list. So what it's saying here is the fat cats in the DC corporate offices saw those numbers and said, shit, we got to breathe more grimdark into this happy-go-lucky DC universe. And so they did. And so Jeff Johns, who wrote this book, is saying, Watchmen, like people, Watchmen's a great book, but uh, using that as the measure by which we should create our own universe, it fucked everything up. And so now that's literally happening. And uh, it's an event that begins here. And honestly, there were, if you love any of the old DC canon, it's really powerful. There were tears. It was amazing. So DC Rebirth, I don't know if they, can they pull it off as it continues on? I don't know. But this one issue, at the very least, is the best thing to come out from DC Comics. Uh, it's the best single issue. I don't know. It's really good. It's you know, really, really good. I just read it. I didn't like it. There isn't enough Tim Curry. Which which Tim Curry were you anticipating? Any, any Tim Curry. Communism's a red hanging. Hey, red herring. No, no I, I don't read comics, but uh, what I just skimmed through that was really freaking good. Cool. So <laughs> it doesn't take a lot to get my approval. Well, hey, you know what's what's funny about not reading comics is sometimes people who don't read comics have shitty opinions that they then project onto comic books. Really. Uh, even though they have no relationship with it. For example, something really unsettling just happened with Captain America. Uh, unsettling not in that what happened in the comic was really unsettling, but what it was what happened in reality that's unsettling. What do you mean, the all the social medias and whatnot? Well, kind of. Why don't you take the reins on this one, Matt? Well, I haven't read the book. All I just basically have seen is, you know, what's blown up all over Facebook, but... The it's the first issue of a new Captain America story, and the last page, Captain America says "Hail Hydra," uh, you know, indicating that all along Captain America has been a double agent for Hydra, and is a bad guy. And apparently, the maybe author- he just got a sense of humor. <laughs> apparently, the author has come out and said that no, that's Captain America is a bad guy, and there's no time travel, brainwashing, whatever, like going on. It's legit. Really? Now yeah. that I didn't hear because I, I I've read the issue, and I was reading the story, and it's written by Nick Spencer, who's a great great comics writer. Um, and there was there's two stories going on. There's what's happening in present day with Captain America, you know, doing stuff, punching bad guys. And a uh, a narrative that happens back uh, 
when he, Steve is a kid in like Brooklyn, um, and his mom's getting harassed by his dad, who's a, who's drunk, and this woman comes in and beats up the husband. She's like throwing down some kung fu. She looks like she's dressed normally for the time, but she kind of uh, helps Steve's mom back up on her feet. And uh, and then at the end, she's like, oh, hey, as she's like dropping them off at their house. Um, it's not a big thing, but uh, I'm part of this like social club you might be interested in. It's just, you know, if you want to like talk or anything, and it's this flyer with the Hydra symbol on it. So um, because of things that are going on in the current continuity with uh, Red Skull, who has uh, who has a piece of Professor Xavier's brain, Professor Xavier who's dead, grafted into his head so he can control people telepathically. Um, he's been basically arousing a certain Donald Trump-like following in the Midwest uh, and re-engaging Hydra amongst would-be white supremacists. And so I assumed that uh, he, with all of his vile machinations implanted someone in the past but if nick spencer like who who would coerce uh steve's mom and then thereby change the timeline at that moment in time because what he doesn't he doesn't just say hail hydra it's not just him saying hail hydra he straight up killed somebody he killed an established character not a popular character not one whose name i remember right now but a character who's been around in the marvel universe for quite some time so um well he pushed him out of a plane um, maybe he survived, but it seemed unlikely. But it's comic book, so who knows? Yeah. Um, but I did take it to be time travel, so he's saying it's not time travel. Yeah, uh, I'd have to pull it up and try and find it to see where it came from, but that's just kind of... Huh. You know, most of... Like, everything I've seen has been, you know, reactions and reactions to reactions on Facebook. Yeah, because I, I know people... Like the thing, the thing with comic books is we we, we see this a lot because I work with Aaron from a comic shop quite a bit, and what we see a lot is folks who don't read comic books having violent social media reactions to uh, things that happen in comic books when they see one panel from it, when they have someone poorly summarize what it is or what it means, like you know missing the entire context for what it is, and also not having the understanding that. It's comic books. It's a fun, fluid narrative storytelling. So if Nick Spencer writes Captain America in a Hydra and writes him as a bad guy, he has an escape plan. And if he doesn't, someone else does. My favorite thing that has come out of this, though, has been somebody, people photoshopping over the top of it. So you've got Batman you know, saying, I killed my parents. You've got Spider-Man saying, fuck responsibility. And then you've got uh, Deadpool saying, I hate chimichangas. <laughs> Um, the, uh, Aaron actually sent me one, which I will, which I will pull up, but I won't, uh, deter the, the conversation from, but the thing is, is that Nick Spencer's actually gotten death threats from this. Yeah. That, you know, it's gotten out of control. Really? Is this unprecedented in the comic book world? It's not unprecedented, but it's, it's shocking for it to get so violent so quickly is... Uh. I've seen things about, you know, parents posting, oh, you you know, you've broken my kid's heart. Now they, you know, th- their hero is the villain and, you know, they don't want to play with their Captain America toys or wear their Captain America shirts and all this stuff. Okay, here, here's what it is. This is the, uh, the, the final page. And instead of having shopped another character in here, it has Captain America saying instead of Hail Hydra. It's just the first Ghostbusters was really important, was a really important part of my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so yeah, it's <sighs> it's bad. Um, 
Uh, it, here's here's Aaron's specific words from it, actually, via a text conversation he and I had. The movie-watching, non-comic-reading idiots are really pissing me off. First, they don't read the comic anyways, so they aren't entitled to an opinion about it. They can just continue to ignore comics, fine. But they don't have any say in what happens in the comics, because they don't buy them. They ain't disenfranchised, because they never franchised. Second, Hydra aren't Nazi. Fuck off with that movie shit. Third, a crazy twist at the end of the first issue? What, have you never read a comic before? What? That's right. Your only interaction with this character is in movies. Fuck off. Your pain is invalid. Which, uh, you know, I, I don't really... Sounds a little heated. It's, it's a little heated, yeah. Uh, but he, he has to deal with this every single day as a, as a comic book media personality. Yeah. Um, so, you know. <laughs> it's just, you know, remember, when you see a thing... Go through your news feed. Just don't react to the... Just research. Research, research, research. Just don't send people death threats because it doesn't help anyone. Yeah. I mean, that's just general good life advice. (laughs) Don't send people death threats right next to, you know, don't start forest fires. (laughs) In Tony's backyard. In Tony's backyard. Or his bathroom. You guys have been uh, joking off off camera effectively about setting fires in Tony's backyard. <laughs> I feel as though there's something I should know. All right, so it, it, just one of those things where it, it just shows the the kind of comedic interaction we have even when we're not doing broadcasting or anything where Tony comes downstairs and says to he, Matt he and does, I he doesn't he doesn't let us know beforehand or anything. He just springs it on us, "Hey, I've got these boxes that need to go out to the recycling. Would you mind giving me a hand?" And, you know, of course, he phrases it where it's, you know, because Stacy is nagging him to do it. But and then I just look at, at Matt and go, sure, we can help grab the lighter. <laughs> They're like, no, we're not lighting this on fire. And, and, and he just... mentioned earlier about the leaves in the backyard and how, you know, they had cleaned up the, the uh, apartment complex had cleaned up some of them, but there was still a lot out there. It's like, well, we can solve both of these problems at the same time. <laughs> then we start and then he starts saying, we're also not going to feed the cardboard to my dogs. I'm like, well, no, because the last time we lit the dog on fire it didn't end well. <laughs> <laughs> so it just it's just one of those one liner things that it, it gets turned into a whole bit. Um, so was there an actual fire? Or? No. Oh. <laughs> but th- it's very funny to hear it's Tony. Not as good of a story if there it's wasn't. It's funny an to hear Tony faux frustrated. He's really good at pretending. It is that. really easy to get him frustrated. Th- this about... is true. T- like real frustrated is fine too, but it's just good to hear him. Just pretend. I'm to gonna be. put this out here. You can you can toss it back to me or whatever. But I'd say consider starting. A small a fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> just a little one. Just, just a tiny one. You got um, some matches we can borrow? Yes. <laughs> if you promise to do it. <laughs> We're not promising to do anything incriminating on air. It's not happening. Well, you've, all, you've already incriminated plenty. Well, with my show? With, me, with many things. I say what? Um, <laughs> he was actually interrupting us watching an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so. Okay. But, because I, that's, that's a cool extra fact. <laughs> well, it's tell us more. Oh, right, we're Did supposed you... to pretend to segue, right? Oh no, no, but now, now it's weird. But hey, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you were engaging in your ongoing quest to watch all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in chronological order. That is correct. Evo. Yes, um, as I mentioned before, uh, the stream team people, we've been trying to sort of just hang out and watch stuff together. And one of those things is I told. Uh, Brushfire, David Hubbard, that I haven't seen any superhero movie since Iron Man 1. And he's like, all right, we got to change that. Civil War's coming out. You got to get caught up before you go see it. 
And I'm like, uh, sure, I guess. I mean, it's like, you know, I've got negative 16 free hours in a given day, right? You know, I can totally squeeze this in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, we started watching uh, based on the supposed chronological order of watching this stuff it, it, as it happens within the universe. So we started with Captain America, the first Avenger, which I went into it knowing more about it than any of the other movies. And I, I loved it because... I love the director. Um, I, the first work I ever saw of his was The Rocketeer, still one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I love Chris Evans as, as Captain America, and I thought it was that was a really solid way to get things started historically. Mm -hmm. um, according to the strict chronology, you're supposed to watch like two seasons of Agent Carter after that, which I sort of skipped over. Just, it's, not, it's not a bad move though, because it's a good show. Really, it's a it's a great show. Okay, so maybe I, I it, it's better than Agents of Shield. I can tell you that much. I'll, well, again, to each their own. So let's see. I'll I will compare myself. After we watched that, um, it was Iron Man one. They told me to skip Iron Man two. In fact, the the chronology itself said you might want to skip Iron Man two. Everybody dumps on it. Ain't that bad? Well, mm. no, it's not even that. It ain't that bad? Does it contribute that much to the canon? Does it really lend a lot of of War emotional weight? War Machine. Gets his war machine yeah, on. Yeah, it establishes war machine. Okay, as a thing. All right, uh, and then there Sam Rockwell dances. <laughs> That's important. That made the film for me. I mean, I know he does it in every film, but you know. And then we watched uh, Thor, which I thought was also very good. And then it was The Incredible Hulk. Which one? The the not um the Ang not, Lee not one? Ang Lee. Not Ang Lee. Ed, 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 Ed Norton one, yes. The I one like, where they I actually, that one. Yeah, the one where they included the sad piano music as part of the score. Um uh, and then it was the Avengers. And that was the end of like phase one or right. whatever they call it. Yeah. And then before watching uh we're we're currently waiting on me to get back home so we can watch Thor the Dark World. Before that, we watched Iron Man 3, which, to be honest, I enjoyed as much as I enjoyed Iron Man 1. I, I, it's my favorite of all of them. Really? Yeah. See, I've heard a lot of people dump on that the same people, way people dump on Iron Man 2. People just dump on it because Mandarin turned out to not be what everybody thought he was going oh, to be. Oh, Ben Kingsley was one of my favorite parts of that he, entire he movie. He fucking killed it. It was he, so good. It was such a good thing. And um, I've always liked Guy Pierce uh, as an actor as well, mm -hmm. so... Um, I thought I it was really it was riveting it was funny um, I enjoyed it somebody said to me it's not an Iron Man movie it's a Shane Black movie I'm like no no it's still an Iron Man movie and it was a good Iron Man movie I, they did a lot with I enjoyed the character development in that but anyways I'm I'm meandering uh, between that and Thor the Dark World they recommended watching Agents of Shield which has been on my to watch list for a while. Mm -hmm. um, so well, it has its moments, but that show, I wish it was less of a mixed bag. It's been very difficult for me. People keep telling me I'm wrong when I say it. it to me, it just strikes as Game of Thrones in the Marvel Universe. Who's betraying who? Who's going to die? You know, just a lot of manufactured drama. Um, obviously, it's not as sprawling of a landscape of people, but mm. um, it, it, it's... I feel like Game of Thrones sound, sounds like, for, for all the love people have for Game of Thrones, it's like a, it's like a compliment. <laughs> but, but but what you're talking about is not a compliment. <laughs> no, no, I I what I actually thought of it. It's an engaging series in my perspective. It keeps me wanting to watch the next episode. It's had some really amazing moments, but yeah. ge generally, like half of every season isn't great. Is, I mean, is the okay, rule. 
uh, for me, above all else, the storytelling and the casting in it are very, very good consistently. Um, I, I, I love Migna Wen and almost anything she's in. She's really good. I mean, she stole my heart as Chun Li, so and, and <laughs> she was in she was in two video game movies. She was in she was Chun Li in Street Fighter, and she was in Double Dragon as well. Oh my god, it's wow. scary! Scary that I know this. Wow. Um, but the casting in general is just very, very good. Um. And I've kind of stuck on that tangent of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I've watched more than I should have, but it doesn't matter. Um, I'll let people know when I get through Phase 2. I do plan on seeing Civil War within the next two weeks, so I'm going to be burning through yeah. this. Well, you're going you're gonna to watch them in sequence with the films, right? Because they have notes that they that the, it hits as, as because S.H.I.E.L.D. is concurrent to the release of the film structure, so yeah. it'll reference each other. Like the, 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 the dynamism between Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, the release of the movie and Winter Soldier specifically mm-hmm. is a reason to watch Agents of Shield. Okay. What about Daredevil and Jessica Jones? Those are on there. Okay. Daredevil is also on my to watch list. Um, I don't have Netflix, mm. <laughs> but that as as soon as somebody can lend me their account, I do intend to watch that. And also, season one is on Blu-ray now. It, really? Yep. All right. That's a it's a thing. I bought. Two Blu-rays for the first time in ages. I bought um, Deadpool, which I saw out of whatever friggin' context you want, because it's Deadpool. It's its own context. It's its own thing. I love Deadpool. It's so good. It was super enjoyable. Uh, Ryan Reynolds was built for that role. Uh, And I bought uh, Force Awakens. Cool. Um, But yeah, from a perspective of somebody who is not into comics and who was very late to the game in terms of watching the superhero movies, I thought I wouldn't be as enthralled as I am. But as much of a money-making machine as it is, they've put a lot of heart and a lot of effort into making these rewarding experiences cinematically. Um, I, I, I actually feel like I've missed out by not seeing them sooner. So it's... I, I'm, I'm actually... This... this... I asked you to share this after you mentioned this was a thing because I'm really fascinated by it. After this much time has gone by, you're right. experiencing this for the first time. So I think this is—I mean, this is a very valid experience you're having here. This yeah, it's exactly. kind of like a Luke's late to everything almost. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had one of those in a while either. I mean, that, that, that's fine, and, and uh, yeah, you can you can say that uh, you know I, I should have seen it sooner, and I honestly feel like I should have. You do, but... you, you, do you, man? No, I know, but, but... <laughs> at, at this point, it's. It is way better than I thought that any current production company or studio could have made it to be. Yeah, the yeah. translation from comic book, even though I don't have a lot of experience with it, just the end product. You know how people say, you know, video game movies never end up well. Yeah. There's like maybe one or two that stand out as good experiences without being tied to the video games. Uh, the first Resident Evil movie is one of them. Silent Hill is another one that I, I feel is a great cinematic experience. The Marvel movies, even if you have no history with superheroes, with, with the comics, it is extremely engaging, and I've, I've loved it. So. so you don't think that the Super Mario Brothers film stands, stands on its own without any context? Oh, it stands on its own, <laughs> but it's drunk. It's a completely different standing there, <laughs> which I think it was, uh, it's been 23 years since the movie was uh, first released. That's yeah. really scary. I was over at Hex's house the other day, mm. uh, and um, we, we watched it together, and uh, it is still Dennis Hopper and Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, and just every aspect of it is it is the epitome of so bad it's good. I, I love it. it yeah. it's, it's, it's like the Howard the Duck film where it doesn't <laughs> – Ooh man, it's like you want to compare it to the source material. Look somewhere else, but yeah. but as its own thing, it is crazy. Yeah, exactly. 
But yeah, so with the whole comics thing, let me I'll, I'll round up my experience is that I am hungry for more. And I know there's been a lot of discussion lately bet- between nerd circles that, you know, are they doing too many? Are they making them too big? Are they coming out with them too fast? But at this point, they've generated that hunger and it is legitimate. And if they can continue fulfilling it and satiating it, they're going to be doing this for a lot longer than I expected them to. So that's that's my bottom line. Cool. Well, it's time for some shout outs <laughs> because Nerdy Show is entirely listener supported. In fact, uh, if you haven't imbibed in certain Marvel films, you can do so on Amazon, such as picking up that Daredevil Blu-ray release. And you can do it through Nerdy Show's links at nerdyshow.com slash Amazon. Anything you buy on Amazon through our links helps fund the entire Nerdy Show network. You can find all the ways to support us at nerdyshow.com slash support, including one-time donations and also the ability to fund us monthly on Patreon, where you get all kinds of wonderful rewards in return. Actually, Steve, you mentioned uh, Force Awakens. That reminds me that I wanted to to mention that we did have a new State of the Empire out this week, our Star Wars speculation podcast, where we look for news in Alderaan places. And uh, so if you're not ah. if you're not tuned into that, you should definitely go to nerdyshow.com slash Star Wars and uh, and get turned on to that. That's one of uh, of many shows that got released early because when when a show comes in early, when we have it ready to go, anybody subscribing at any dollar amount on Patreon, well, you can listen to it early. And we actually have a second special State of the Empire episode that's coming real soon, early to Patreon, maybe weeks early at this point. So. Speaking of Patreon, we are at $905, so we are $95 away from our next milestone. Yeah, that's true. That next milestone that's going to help us fund the editing of additional shows, uh, like Pokeballs of Steelix and um, Atomic Robo Nuts and Bolts and all kinds of stuff. Lots of lots of series that have kind of gotten somewhat cobwebbed that will have more means to bring back effectively and we have some shout outs from patreon um let's see first up we got one from kutsushita and kutsushita got some very interesting spam mail and uh i thought it was perfect 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 to have you read it steve-o can i do this in can i do this in one of the fan fiction voices can i do this as homestar yeah do it as homestar yeah Subject, smell some fresh body of adorable Hermia Pleased to meet you, Inquisitor. I found your images on FB. You are rogue. My PF isn't giving me any love. And I need a real man to come over and give it to me. Eight dash and parentheses. It's a big eye smiley face. I'm very playful in bed and willing to try new things. Am I your type? I have some nuts for you. <laughs> Sunglasses, <laughs> smiley face. I am waiting for you. Welcome. <laughs> I hope that was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there were a lot of strange characters in, in that uh, in the text for that. Yeah. You, you want to hold that up to the camera for uh, those sure. watching on YouTube? There's, I, I've never seen it before. There's, like, weird lines over the letter G and the letter V and... All kinds of strange shit. Europe has a lot of languages, so. <laughs> um, I'm assuming Miss Hermia Finesca is from somewhere in the Euro block. You are rogue. You are rogue. 
I, you didn't roll a death knight. You're a rogue. <laughs> Spam mail usually does that to avoid filters. Oh. I'm still caught up on, you know, hello inquisitor. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pleased to meet you inquisitor. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and and ending something with welcome. I think she's from Moonside from Earthbound where, you know, yes is no and no is yes. Like that's that's some fucking Moonside shit and all those moon runes she's throwing up in that email. You All right, Kutsushita, you need to respond to this and ask her what are nuds. Please. I mean, it's supposed to be nudes. I'm aware of what it's supposed to be, but you should respond and and ask that. Like, engage in a conversation with this. How much are you charging for these nuds? Yeah. I mean, is it a kind of candy? <laughs> now, we also got a shout-out from uh, Sean Hutchinson, who has a very interesting proposal for us. This is Nerdy Show. So I've got this dumb idea to have you slowly read out a book with my shout-outs each month. And I figured why not start with The Great Gatsby, old sport. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree with you about this. Um, <laughs> in my younger and more vulnerable years, my father gave me some advice that I've been turning over in my mind ever since. Whenever you feel like criticizing anyone, he told me, just remember that all the people in this world haven't had the advantages that you've had. Yep. So are we going to get sued to oblivion for having that part of the story? Well, it was a consideration that he made of, like, if this is, you know, there's any kind of legalities to this, uh, don't do it, obviously. Okay. But uh, my impression was that the estate of F. Scott Fitzgerald probably wouldn't mind if we read a few sentences what would be a problem, w- you know, once a month for the end of time, because that's how long it's going to take to get us through the damn book. <laughs> but what would be a problem is if we edited all those together into an actual, you know, yeah, I full, think just a snippet read. or two is under fair use. That reminds so me of something I'm going to bring up after the shout outs. Um, well, that's the end of the Patreon shout outs, not okay. the end of the shout outs in general, but okay. is, is this a good time? Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, a couple years ago, you know, uh, President Obama came out with an autobiography, and there's an audiobook version of that biography, mm-hmm. and somebody on something awful recut the entire autobiography, turned it into an an original story about gods and the existence of the universe. Uh, It's called, um, oh, geez, Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to look it up. But they did it so that his vocal cadence, it sounds natural. Oh, Son of Stroka, Son of God. That's what it's called. (laughs) Okay. It is a very interesting experience. It's basically remixing an audiobook. That sounds amazing. That it sounds is like crazy. an incredible project. He also wrote original music to the entire thing. <laughs> it's like some weird outsider art kind of like theatrical and, experience. And it is Obama reading it the whole time. Yes, it is. Oh, oh my God. That sounds great. <laughs> That's no, incredible. Go, go, go check it out. Son of Stroka, Son of God. <laughs> um, so I hate the internet. <laughs> If if you back us at ten dollars or more, you can have us do whatever you want. Um, with you know some some limitations apply, but generally whatever you want. Um, with a shout out once a month, and that's what these guys are doing here. Uh, and Sean, I look forward to future excerpts from The Great Gatsby. Um, <laughs> and um, but that's not that uh, Patreon gets you all kinds of weird perks like that. So you should definitely check out everything we've got over at Patreon.com/slash/NerdyShow. Um, but we also have a way you can support Nerdy Show without any kind of money whatsoever if you rate and review us on iTunes. We have a feed for all of Nerdy Show, the Nerdy Show Network feed. We have a feed for Nerdy Show, just this show, and all the other shows on the network. 
and we could really use your help. We it has come to our attention that the sweet spot for let's say um, incremental re- substantial returns on visibility and so on, as uh, preempted by these rating and reviewings and so on, is two hundred and fifty. So right now we're about 74, 75 or so on the Nerdy Show network feed and much lower, I'd be like 25 or something on Nerdy Show. So we need all the help we can get. If you've liked the Nerdy Show network feed, if you could like Nerdy Show the show, please do that. That would be amazing. And similarly, if you haven't had a chance to like the Nerdy Show network feed, just do it. Blanket the whole thing. You can go to uh, nerdyshow.com slash what is the URL? The one, the one for all the for all the iTunes stuff. Well, just go to nerdyshow.com/support. We do have a link on there to the iTunes stuff. Spread the word. Nerdyshow.com/spread the word is the correct URL, and um, it's got all the links to all of our feeds on there. If you have a little time, just click in a five star rating. If you have a little bit more time, you can always leave us a review, and that would be super awesome. But any uh, that that sort of uh, that increases our visibility on iTunes, and um, it's. It's cool. It's a good thing to do. You should do it. Please do it. Uh, thank you. And um, we have we have a shout out from iTunes, and I believe Boar has that shout out. That review is what it is. Not a shout out. Those come from Patreon. You believe correctly because I do have one from Mjolnir, and he writes, "Do you like comics, cartoons?" And this this actually broke my brain a little bit because it just says genre TV shows. Uh, <laughs> Pleased to meet you, Inquisitor. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what that that part's about, but science or technology. That means, like, uh, like when you say genre fiction, that means uh, science fiction, uh, Western fantasy, like something that that applies specifically to a niche rather than, say, you know, House or uh, Beverly Hills 90210. So, like, genre fiction, so sci-fi fantasy, that's what what he's talking about there. It's It's a turn of phrase. Sure. Okay. These guys and gals have it covered. I absolutely dig this podcast and its network of incredibly quality nerdy shows. And with the exception of Derpy Show and Pokeballs of Steelix being on sudden hiatus, they're flawless. Flawless. Flautist. Flautist. I, that was not a flawless sentence <laughs> coming from my mouth. <laughs> and also, I'd like to comment, what the fuck? People keep railing on Derpy Show being gone. Wait, We've, we've addressed it multiple times. I'm What's Derpy Show? I, I don't know. At this point, it's been gone so long. Who even knows? <laughs> was it ever there at all? <laughs> That's a good question. Well, uh, Bor, I'm curious. Did you, how much feedback did you get when Derpy Show was on the air? Are you kind of like, where were you when we were on the air? I, that is a little bit how I'm feeling. We we had a, like maybe two or three people that would regularly like comment and be like, hey, I like this episode, blah, blah, blah. And then we go off the air, and like you know, a few months later, after we've been gone for a little while, we get all these people that are pissed off, and we're like, okay, well, maybe if you were around and like you know, egging us on, we would have uh, maybe not gone away. Welcome to Overclocked After Dark territory. <laughs> I can't tell you, even to this day, how many people are like, I really loved Overclocked After Dark. Do you guys think you're ever gonna do it again? No. <laughs> <laughs> we we didn't have that many people supporting us, so. Yeah. It's just what happens. Well, speaking, some, maybe uh, someday, right? Shrug. Yeah. That's why uh, it's a lesson to you guys out there listening right now that that's why you have to actually participate along with the podcast in some way, shape, or form. If you're not given money, uh, you know, talk to us on our Facebook group, share stuff, 
you know, talk to us on the forums. Yeah, reach out Just, in, in any way. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're here. We're, we listen and read absolutely everything you could possibly post, even if you're posting. I, I, I found something somebody posted on one of their friend's walls about Nerdy Show the other day. So we will Which find was actually every comment. Actually untrue. Yeah, it was actually untrue, too. We, uh, we, we do, do not, not yeah, we, we do, do not, not record, record in the Kikizi. <laughs> oh yes, I, I someone show, who, did, you show, did you show me this, Matt? Someone, I showed it. You showed it to me. I forget the name of the person now, but uh, yeah, if you recently, oh, it was, come, it, was it was Sage Zero. Um, was it right? Wasn't it? No, I don't think. Yes, that it was Sage Zero. Okay, sure. Well, S- Sage, we uh, we haven't recorded in the Kikizi for years at this point. Um, it's it's a big room. It's far too echoey, and also. There's loud people drinking in there now. Constantly. <laughs> so, he, he was pitching that place as a as a sort of like, you could go there and watch Nerdy Show being recorded, it sounded we, like. And I was have, like, no, that's not a thing. We have recorded Nerdy Show live there, our, our live ga- game show thing we beta tested a couple times. And if we ever do it, we'll certainly do it there again because it's a lot of fun. But uh, that particular program was extremely hard to do. And uh, so I didn't get that many YouTube watches. So... I would love to do more of it, but it's super hard. So that's something that we need to see a lot of support from. So basically what we're saying is we record in a well-appointed bedroom, but a bedroom in a house nonetheless. And we're a very small institution with people who have day jobs and aren't doing this full time. So anytime you think, damn, nerdy show, I like what you do. You should probably tell us. (laughs) Yep. And thank you, because you're the best. And yeah, and if you can't help out monetarily, like, seriously, comments and stuff, they lift our spirits. Yeah. So, Who needs know. a mother's guilt when you've got cap? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, coming from this, you know, a guy who had a Jewish mother, who yeah. was great at guilt trips. I mean, I <laughs> I don't, uh, I, I, you know, spending all this time self-promoting during during the episode, I, you know, I don't, I don't like doing this. I do like reading the notes and stuff, but I don't like spending all this time doing that. But, I, you know, it's something we, we have to do because if we don't do it, we shrivel up and die. Uh, and, and all these years that we spent doing Literally. Nerdy Show, um, it, I won't say they're wasted. They're not wasted. But uh, but maybe for the for the financial viability of our respective incomes and so on, maybe we should have done something else. So prove us wrong and, and help fund the TLDR, give us your reviews and give us your money. Otherwise, Cap is going to call it quits. <laughs> It's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a controversial solution to iTunes. What's that? Did not iTunes? using iTunes? No, I was going to say, didn't Neofaust oh. uh, code some bots to play WoW for him back in the day? Yeah. Could have him code some bots for us. To play iTunes? Well, it's to, definitely to, to play iTunes. <laughs> Actually, do you know how hard it is to like get an iTunes account these days? I tried to like log in to do all the rating and reviewing and stuff, and it was like, give me your credit card. And I'm like, fuck you, Apple. <laughs> And I do know that's a How thing. How many credit cards would you have to have the bot like upvote random generated? <laughs> I'm very grateful to all of you who have jumped through those shitty hoops. I really do appreciate it. We all do. So thanks. Um, yeah, you've done something that even I haven't taken the effort to do. Because you it's, son of a bitch! It's, it's hard. And they wanted my credit card. I'm going to be very interested in seeing how we get out of the spiral right now. Oh, he's going to throw something at me. Oh, <laughs> it, oh, didn't yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. I didn't want to throw something too hard. Here, throw this. No. no. <laughs> it's metal and it doesn't even belong to me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. I found other ways to contribute. You, you, you contribute quite a bit. You do. You do. Um, speaking of contributing, um, 
I believe there was some kind of crowdfunded project that you wanted uh, to address that is a scam that people should watch the fuck out for. Oh, you, this is the time of the podcast when you wanted me to get angry. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's a good start. So we edit this, right? Let's. No, we do not edit this anymore. <laughs> We're talking about Mars One, right? Uh, no. Actually, no. We, we do need to talk about Mars One because that is a, that is a Microsoft topic that's been proposed to us. But uh, I don't I don't time. believe we're prepared for that right now. I don't think we have the notes. Um, so anyway, what Cap was trying to transition into was there was a viral video going around. I think it was only about a little over a week ago. Barely, uh, yeah. Yeah. The viral video started, and uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that this video was intended to go viral so they could launch this indiegogo campaign oh which... so it's uh solar freaking roadways <laughs> no 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 no. It, it, that's what i call it when you have a video engineered to go viral like that oh for yeah a bullshit product it's exactly like that except for possibly even more bullshit <laughs> wow okay i'm intrigued um so the video the author of the video or the the founder of this company claimed to have thought of the idea by himself it's a unique idea in his brain for a universal translator has anybody ever heard of anything like that oh, oh no yeah, not no. at all only in like star trek and you know no, but, but he thought of this unique and... idea when he was trying to talk to a french girl and and realized that she couldn't speak english so he, he came up with this idea like oh wouldn't it be great if there was a device they could just translate everything in real time automatically. Or you could just have everybody learn Esperanto. <laughs> that is oh. one. That is a viable solution. <laughs> first, first, you know, red flag is that the yeah, that's first way. This is bullshit. Is that in Europe, it's actually fairly common for other countries to include English as a second language. Yeah, as that's part the funny of their thing. She probably education. did speak English. They might not be like amazing <laughs> at it as a native speaker, obviously, right. but they still have some background in English. Right. And anyway, uh, he claims to have created with six whole other engineers. Wow. That's a a lot of engineers. Yeah, that's a lot of engineers, and none of whom have overlapping jobs. So there's like one software engineer, one hardware engineer, one industrial design engineer, one blah, blah, blah. And and the list goes on to about uh, up to six. And, And they claim to have created a universal translating earbud. That links to your phone. Uh, you actually have to have two in for some reason. And and it links to your the phone. The bull crap goes and in they, one ear and out the other. And they claim it translates in real time. Mm, yeah. Something that Google can't do. That they have been trying to do. Well, it is impossible to do with all languages because of the way sentences right. are different. Right. So they launched their Indiegogo campaign. And there's so many red flags like all over this thing. Uh, and... Please don't tell me that they raised a lot of money. Here, okay, <laughs> if you know anything about Indiegogo campaigns, you know that Indiegogo campaigns, they can take flexible funding where you can just say, like, I need this amount of money, but if I get less than that, I can still probably do yeah, the project. Yeah, it, it's, it's a Kickstarter where there's no, there's right. no cutoff point. Right, except for, like, Kickstarter, which is a slightly, usually slightly more legitimate, I would say, as far as launching this type of a campaign would go, mm-hmm. where if they don't hit a certain level, then they don't get any of the money because they wouldn't be able to do it with less money. Right. Which makes sense because especially when you're building something you know, revolutionary or expensive to produce, it would make sense to have a cap. Uh, like we couldn't, couldn't do it if we didn't hit this point. But this Indiegogo campaign said, oh, we'll take $75,000 or less. <laughs> Guess how much it is at right now? It's only been up for uh, a few days. 
three hundred dollars. One hundred? Uh, no, I'm sorry. One point seven million dollars they have raised so far. Oh God! Is there a cliff nearby? They've There's raised... a lot of poor chumps. And and going through the uh, the like comments that people are leaving on like both their Facebook page and the actual Indiegogo page itself is they keep saying like oh my god I've I, I'm a police officer and I'm always wondering what people are saying when I'm trying to arrest them and like oh my god I'm a teacher and I have students that this would be great to blah 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 and people have all these like stories about how this will help their lives and stuff but I don't think they realize that this is a complete bullshit product it's one that can't and will not exist and what's at it, least what's by called? these people it's called the pilot yeah and th- i believe this is this is unrelated to a scam of a universal translator from last year right there's one where um it had this video i can't i've been trying looking it up trying was to was it the babblefish i well no one's ever called it babblefish cuz that's aside from the babblefish online translator but there was there's was there's a video where this um this guy is flirting with girls in different countries i remember this and and he like talks into his phone and then it, it says it back to them and like and so on and oh it, that's the one where he kept uh trying to kiss girls right yeah exactly okay. and it was really really fucking predatory and weird yeah. yeah yeah wasn't that like some sort of just an art project or something and was that is that how they wrote it I off eventually yeah i don't think it, that wasn't that. a product that was just some guy making a weird video <laughs> I didn't hear that, but I think that might be the the excuse. But I feel like he was trying to do the same thing that was right happening here. But but people got on him not not because the technology was impossible so far, but because he was being a fucking predator. And also, he was saying this is a real video, but in fact, it was all faked. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I can't one one point seven one point seven million. Oh. It's actually closer. It's probably closer to one point eight by now. Actually. Jesus Christ, that's terrible. And oh, yeah, man. and they they haven't showed off. They don't have an actual product yet. They they have uh, they have earbuds, and they say that it's going to connect up to an app. And it seems like the app is actually the product, but people aren't really even sure about that because they're they're really vague in the how and the what's going on. Thing. Man, they're the, just selling this idea of a universal translator and saying all this stuff, and uh, it, it's it's ridiculous. That makes me very sad. And and people in the uh, on Indiegogo are some of them are skeptical, um, but people are like, "Oh, you, this is a great idea. Why can't you just go along with it?" And 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 of course the haters going to hate. You know, that's always a good comeback to, hey, this is a scam. <laughs> it, it, like I said, it's solar freaking roadways all over again. So. Uh, but I did. I, I posted this on the Nerdy Show Lounge uh, where we had a pretty good discussion about that. And I also posted it on my personal uh, Facebook page. And I actually got one of my friends to. No, no. I got them to take their uh, bid away. Oh, they, they, oh, I thought you were saying had... you got somebody to, to <laughs> donate. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Don't no. give me. Don't scare me no, like somebody that. already had. And then came back okay, and read good. read that and started a conversation with me about it on my wall. And I I was like, hey, you really need to get the, your money back. And I was like, worst case scenario right now is you lose all your money. Worst case scenario, if you listen to me and you don't back these scammers, is that you have to wait a little bit, a little bit longer later on to get your product. Yeah. It's like, it's so unbelievable. And, and seriously, that is the most logical way to look at it is right now, if you wait, 
all you'll lose is not being the first person to have it. It's not an exclusivity thing. Yeah. Because they obviously they have the minimum funding. If this is real, they can just launch it. Yeah, be no pro- no problem for yeah. them. If if for some reason any of you listening to this have contributed to the pilot Indiegogo, please reverse your reverse your bid there. If you want to throw your money away, you can certainly give it to Nerdy Show. Yeah. I, bu- I bought an Ouya. <laughs> oh, me too. Well, I mean, we, that, we should have that a discussion wasn't about implausible. That well, we actually have a Microsoft request for failed video game consoles. All right, and and when when that Microsoft request came in, Ouya wasn't Ouya. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily like, but now I, now it's top yeah. of the list, and, and beneath that, only just as engage. Um, I won in on that episode. Okay. I won in. <laughs> but I mean, the Ouya that wasn't anything like crazy or pie in the no. sky. Like no, we, they no. We, they they delivered what they promised. It just didn't turn out for them like they thought it was. Because yeah, they're kind of. We'll save we'll save the conversation for another day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but granted, if as far as like, you know, scams go, I feel that the uh the laser razor shaver tool um <laughs> from last year was far more viable than this thing. That was that was an actual yeah. uh you know, razor that you were meant to shave with that had a, a frequency laser that had allegedly been tuned to um a certain frequency of light that would Cut hair, but not your flesh. See, I would believe that before I would believe that there was a viable universal translator on the way. And I would also believe if you came up to me and said, I just created, I stumbled upon like infinite uh, free energy. I would believe that for at least a little bit longer than you claiming that you came up with an idea for a universal translator and that it's going to come out soon with you and your six engineers. Well, that's even it. If he legit had figured this thing out, if he walked into Google, he could yeah, sell Yeah, they would it. be like they would be like, dude, we're giving you all the money. Here he you go. He would get way more money out of Google if he had this figured yeah, out than Google he would, would ever pay him for that. Parking. Microsoft would pay him for it. Uh there's Apple would pay him for it. There's so many people that would just throw money at this if it, it was legitimate. It, it's going to happen and it's going to happen in our lifetimes unless some kind of calamity murders one or all of us. Uh but you know, it we're we're close to it, but we're not that close. No. It's not going to happen now. And it's even unrealistic in like Star Trek and, and stuff like that because it, it can't be real time. Sometimes mean, it uh, has to wait for an entire sentence to be spoken before it could even translate properly. Darmok Angelata Tanagra. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad somebody got that. Yeah. Well, um, I could talk about that episode for like an entire... Can, can, we should do that at some point over drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, Steve-o maybe now and Boar with a bottle of vodka <laughs> <laughs> on the floor. New series coming to Nerdy Show. Uh, so that that's that's it for us tonight, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, tune in next week where we actually do have a conversation over liquor. Uh, we're doing drunk Game Boy history, a listener requested topic. Actually, the listener requested topic was just Game Boy history. But thank you uh, to Arceus, one of the uh, the folks here at Nerdy Show, for oh, it was him adding uh, adding a very important adjective to the beginning of that. Um, he he didn't he wasn't the requester. He was he was purely a meddler, <laughs> and I'm glad he did. He contributed in other beneficial ways. Though. Yes. <laughs> um, so taking us out in honor of the impending release of the Warcraft film from Duncan Jones. We're going to listen to some Warcraft raps here. This is uh, some brand new stuff from Phil Harmonics, who is a he's got this this uh, mixtape called Woocraft, and it's a seven track album featuring World of Warcraft raps over Wu Tang beats. And what's 
further interesting about it is he's the first artist other than Megaran and K. Murdoch to be released through Megaran and K. Murdoch's label. And this is produced and uh, and mixed by Megaran and K. Murdoch, and every track has a weird kind of Wikipedia-like intro explaining aspects of the world of Warcraft um, by Megaran. Awesome. So, yeah. That, that sounds fantastic. Now, reviews for uh, for Warcraft, what's been coming in so far, not looking so hot, but my hopes remain high because I believe in Duncan Jones as a filmmaker. Uh, so we'll see. I've seen some mixed ones, so I'm not quite as discouraged now. Okay, good. I'm glad. We'll see. When we, when we know how Warcraft is, we will tell you. Um, but in the meantime, here's some Woocraft. This is Philharmonics with For the Horde. Whoa. The Horde is a political alliance between various races in Azeroth for mutual protection and trade. It is composed of the Tauren, Blood Elves, Goblin, the Forsaken, like-minded Pandarians, and of course, the Orcs. The battle cry for this amalgam of motley races, known and feared through the land and realms, is the guttural for the Horde. We lord over Azeroth, well-known direction Red shield on a black field, battle standard Slick branded, the alliance can't stand it It's not CB4, straight out of Durbatar Reppin' Orgrimmar, ready for war Assault with a sword, one hand and two hand We brandish with casters, use a mace and staff for damage Shout out to Lord Aron and the undead When it's on, they got our back, man, enough said Reppin' the blood red elves, the only species When men look a bit beachy At the other end of the scale, the orcs beastly Can't forget, the cool mind Rastafari and Respect. And when we going forward, lines next. Gotta tap the touring. They got mad beef for any warring, any continent, any land, any planet. Long as I got. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, 